I'm Joy the Baker. Welcome to Ladyland. Think about your closest friend. Maybe you know where she works, but do you know what she does all day? Do you know her job title? Do you know what she studied in school? Turns out I didn't. So I made a podcast to find out. Welcome to Ladyland. I'm your host, Kim Baldwin. This is a conversation with women from all walks of life and different backgrounds. It's funny at times, serious at times, but always honest. This is Ladyland. Hello, Joy the Baker. We are recording this on Skype because we're quarantined. You're in New Orleans. I'm in Nashville. I think both of our states, we're staying at home, right? Yeah, we're staying at home. We live in our own homes only now, and we're going to be okay. And we're recording this. I think today is April 2nd. Who knows? Doesn't matter. I would like you to introduce yourself, if you don't mind, if you just want to tell us who you are all of the many things that you do and just let, I think surely everyone knows who you are already, but introduce yourself if you don't mind. I will. I will. My name is Joy Wilson, but 12 years ago, I started calling myself Joy the Baker and it really stuck. So I am a baker. I am a old school food blogger. I am a cat parent I'm a donut enthusiast. I am a food photographer, cookbook author, and just like general lady on the internet. No, just small stuff. Just a couple things. <laughs> just a few things. We stay busy over here. You do stay busy. So I don't know when we met on the internet. I mean, I've been reading your blog possibly the whole time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> It started in 2008. Man, and still, it is legit going strong. I'm astounded at how many comments you get on all of your posts. I know. I just, I won't stop. So <laughs> it keeps going. It's a great blog. So I met you on the internet maybe 12 years ago. And then I met you in person at the Bakeaway 2018? Yeah, finally. You came to New Orleans and we did a week, a weekend-long like baking and social media intensive. And you came to the first slash the best one. And it was such a great time. I loved it so much. I think it can't ever be beat. So, but I do want you to keep trying to do them because it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to try to keep doing them. Um, but that first group was really special. And I'm so glad that you were part of it. I loved it so much. I'm still friends with all of the people that were there including like your friends who live in New Orleans with you. I know. <laughs> We're Love a tight it. group. It w but also that's like all I want to do at the Bakehouse. So the Bakehouse, it, if people don't know, is my home studio where I hold classes, baking classes and all kinds of things. And really that's all I want to do at the Bakehouse is make everyone be friends with me and each other. And it really worked. It 100% worked. It yeah, I have real friends from that weekend. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So you do teach classes in your house, which if someone doesn't follow you on Instagram, they might not understand what that looks like or what it is. When did you start the bakehouse? So I've lived in the bakehouse for 
five years, this four years this year. And I bought the house with the intention of turning, so it's a double shotgun in New Orleans. That means that one side is all open, like dining room, kitchen, and living room. And that's the bakehouse. And the other side is bedrooms and bathrooms. And so the bakehouse is open to people to come for classes. And when I bought the house, I had this plan. And so it took me about a year to figure it out and get it off the ground. So I've had classes for three years now. I I love it so much. When I was there, like the first or second night, you gave us these cute little notebooks in our goodie bag. And I called uh, my husband. And I was just like, holy shit, like this bitch has figured it out. She is making money in her house. <laughs> like she's good at a thing. She's teaching people how to do it. They come to her. Yeah. I think my energy was so manic. He was like, did you bring a notebook? Like you should tell them so you remember it. I filled that tiny little notebook all three nights. I was just like, <laughs> actually, I built a little workshop from it. I think I told you that maybe I didn't, but I mean, legit inspired. Yeah, I know. I've seen you do your workshops and I'm like, go on, girl, <laughs> get this life. You are changing lives. <laughs> I just, and I don't want to leave my house. Isn't that just the wild part about it? You don't have to. It's the legit the dream. Yeah, it's great. At the bakehouse, you're Joy the Baker. You mostly teach people how to bake like desserts, but I know you also do, you do like some savory stuff and like pasta I've seen, but where I'm going with this is Drake on cake. <laughs> um, are you still doing Drake on cake? Yes. So Drake on cake is my Instagram account where I write Drake lyrics on cake. It's ridiculous. It's as ridiculous as it sounds. And I, I do it, but it is such a passion project that I can only do Drake on cakes when I feel the spirit move me. And Drake, who is the spirit has not moved me in several months. Like he's just, I'm not feeling it, but so Drake on cakes have to be like, I have to be moved spiritually. And it also has to be like time sensitive. You know, it like has to speak to our modern times, like wherever we are. Those worlds haven't collided for me yet, but I thought of one last night in the shower and I'm in quarantine. I just have to figure out how to make it happen. It's developing. It's developing in my mind, like the vision of it. Can I tell you what it is? Please do. Okay. I want to do a cake with the lyrics. I wear every single chain, even when I'm in the house. That's a good one. That's a good one for right now. And I've got chains. I've got Mardi Gras beads. Like I'm working on the styling in my mind before it comes together. But I think that is all of us right now because I am like getting dressed up some days just to like walk to my dining room table and sit down. (laughs) Yeah, I'm wearing lipstick today. Yes. Thank you. It's weird times. So we just got to wear every single chain, even when we're in the house. Can you get the cake to decorate? I can't get it. I think I'm going to make it. So I usually another secret to Drake on cake is that they're store-bought cakes because our local New Orleans grocery store, Rouse's, has the best cakes on the planet. They happen to. So I buy them from Rouse's, but I can't do that. So I'm going to make the cake. I just, I have some more vision work to do in my heart and soul before I, before it can like take shape in a photograph. So I'm working on it. I'm here for this journey. I'm here for- 
I love when you do the Drake on Kate classes and it's like mother and daughter and where it's like it's my favorite content to watch. It's just like moms putting rap lyrics on store-bought cake. Oh my God. It is a wild ride. Sometimes during Drake on Cake classes, I have to explain who Drake is. <laughs> and, and then we have like a rap heavy, Drake heavy playlist going on. I have to explain that there may be some profanity or some mention of women's body parts in a disrespectful way. <laughs> Anyway, moms really like the lyric YOLO because it's four letters. And when you explain to them what it is, they're like, yeah. They also like to bless to be humble. Like, yeah, mom, why be humble about that? That's amazing. You make money a lot of different ways. How comfortable are you explaining all the different ways you make a living? I am very comfortable explaining it. I, so... All of it comes from a desire to like just hustle hard. And the internet is so unpredictable. And I didn't even, I couldn't have predicted that I would even be able to make a living on the internet at all. And so that I do is a small miracle. And it really means that I have to diversify where my money comes from. So I make money from ad revenue, ads that pop up on jointhebaker.com. And those help sustain the site itself because the site is 12 years old and very clunky and needs a lot of like, it's just very expensive to host for some reason. And it's never going to not be that way. So there's ad revenue. I do sponsored content for brands that I enjoy and make money that way. I haven't written a book in a long time, but I would get some income from book advances, though a book advance is, you know, it takes a year to write a book. So that money just like gone. And I also have an income stream from the bakehouse itself. Doing workshops at the bakehouse helps me earn money. And that, is that it? I think that's it. Okay. Your cat doesn't pay you for... He has a, a very long tab, a 10-year tab, as it would as it would go. And there's no sign of him settling up anytime soon. Yeah. Joy has the biggest cat I've ever seen named Tron. He's a legit monster. <laughs> I don't know how he's that big. I don't know how cats get that size. <laughs> I don't know how... Cats are smaller. <laughs> I see smaller cats. I'm like, your cat is so small. Is it? Do you feed it food? Tron is a big boy. He's part Maine Coon. And then he's also just like hungry, has a taste for butter. He's big. He's just big. He's bigger than some people's dogs. And when you come to the bakehouse, Tron is around, which I like. Yeah, he's like, what's that, ladies? <laughs> what are we doing today? He really likes to have people over because he knows he can bully me for food. And I'll just give him whatever he wants to make him not scratch the door or jump on the counter. Like he he knows it's a free for all. So he takes advantage. Yeah, it's a good house for a cat, I would imagine. So the idea for my workshops came from you. Where did the bakehouse idea come from? Like, did you just in the shower, like, I'm turning my house into a classroom? Yeah, basically. So I had been living in New Orleans for two and a half, almost three years when I thought of this idea. And there were no cooking classes that I wanted to take in New Orleans. And New Orleans is a very scrappy town. Like, the rules are pretty lax. 
unless you get caught up somehow. But you can cook from your home and sell it. You can gather people in your home. I don't know. The the rules are different here. And so I thought, like, maybe I can just see if I can do this. <laughs> and I did. I had to hire a small team of people to help me, like, build out the brand. Because if you're going to say something is a thing, you got to make it a thing. So you have to, so I like had to build out some branding for it. I had to have someone help me with copy. Someone help me set up Eventbrite. So I'm like, there were a lot of logistics to lift a bakehouse off of the ground. The idea of like, hey, I think I can just like invite 12 people over and they'll cook here. I just bought that and just pushed that little dream down the road pretty far. That's helpful to hear. I think like I have ideas randomly that seem insane. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, legally, can I even do that? Like, are there regulations around this? Do I have to be licensed? And then also like branding and like, do I have to have a website built for this? Do I need another logo? Blah, blah, blah. And so it's helpful just to hear how you came up with that and got it off the ground. It took like six months to sort of get it off the ground. I, I had had my first class and most of the people that came to the first class were friends of mine in New Orleans. And then one guy had flown in from Chicago just for this class. This is before I had a website or branding or anything. And so I like looked around the room at all of my friends who were like being supportive and cool. And then this dude from Chicago, I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, I came for this class. And I was like, what? So wait, okay. So people will do this, like not just my friends. I was like, okay, I need to make this an actual thing. Will I get a, do I need a license, blah, 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 insurance? No, probably I'll figure that out down the road, maybe. But like, let's get a website. Let's get some branding. Let's make this a thing. I love it. If I lived there, I would do it all the time. I would do it probably once or twice a month. Honestly, just to hang out. Like, I'm never going to know how to bake. I just, my brain doesn't work that way. (laughs) Hi, do you like podcasts? I hope so, because you're listening to one. If you like podcasts, I have something else you might like. Audiobooks. Libro FM is the first and only company that lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your local bookstore. P.S. We have two of those here in Nashville. You can pick from hundreds of thousands of audiobooks. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to get more books into your busy life. Listen during your commute, while doing chores, or just relaxing at home. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro FM app. Ladyland listeners, you get a special offer. Three audiobooks for the price of one. That's $14.99 with your first month of membership. Use the code LADYLAND at checkout. For more information, visit ladyland.show slash Libro. It's really easy. I loved that Washington Post thing you did. Again, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do any of it. But I read it and I loved it. I thought it was so, I loved it because it was so you. And my hope was that people that signed up for it didn't already know you. And your voice came through so well in those emails. I loved it. Thank you so much. So people can still sign up for it. And it would start like week one whenever you sign up for it. And it's an eight-week baking basics series. And each week we tackle a different ingredient and a different baking technique. And it was so much fun to write. And it was also really fun to work with soups, professional newspaper editors where they're like, no, (laughs) like they, my editor was great. He kept a lot of my like voice and tone in the articles, which was pretty amazing because I 
write pretty off the cuff. And he was so, so talented at like keeping my voice in there, but like cleaning it up, polishing it. It was very cool to work with them. It hadn't occurred to me you had an editor, but I mean, of course, of course you did. (laughs) Major, major. Yeah. They're the real deal. The Washington Post. Because your home is kind of like your legit workspace and you do so much video content from like your kitchen, from the bakehouse zone of your house. I feel like I know a lot of you just from Instagram. But of course, like I'm probably only seeing what, like 40 percent, if even. So I'm curious what you don't show. Yeah, I think in the last 12 years of doing this, like probably in the last six years, I don't know how long Instagram has been around, but once Instagram started to get popular, I really had to think about what I felt comfortable showing people and what I didn't feel comfortable showing people. And this, like this bar is different for every person on the internet and some people can work it better than others. So I am conscious not to show my bedroom really, or like my bathroom. (laughs) You know how people like take like little pictures in their bathroom mirror? Like I I will literally never do that. Or like an Instagram story from their bed. Oh no. Like you will not see my shoulder against my very pillow ever in your life unless you are a person having sex with me. You know, like no. And to that effect, I don't also (laughs) talk about who I'm dating. I don't talk about who I'm dating because it changes sometimes. And it would just be hard for y'all to keep up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not really. It's not like that. But I don't ever want to feel like I have to introduce someone to to my internet and then like make them forget about that person. So I, I haven't internet talked about a person I'm dating in, I hadn't in like years and years. And then I did last year and it was a, well, it was a mistake. <laughs> How do you de-stress from being on the internet so much? Where do you draw the line? Just how do you like be a normal person when you've been on Instagram all day? For- <laughs> I, I try not to take Instagram too seriously. I try to keep the stakes on Instagram low for myself, from for my mental health. It's also very helpful for me that I don't, show all of my life on Instagram or on the internet. And I really want people to like know me and have a sense of who I am genuinely, but I don't feel a pressure to show everyone everything. And so that helps me tremendously. Like I I find recently, I don't Instagram very much on the weekends because I'm doing stuff that I want to do, you know, like it's just like my personal time and maybe I'm just laying on the, on the levee for like two hours, just staring at the sky, (laughs) you know, like that's not interesting, but that's what I'm doing. So I go for a lot of bike rides. I take time off of Instagram. I do a lot of yoga. I just, I pits around in my backyard garden. I'm learning how to be a better gardener. So I just go back there overwater things if I want to talk to my plants (laughs) you probably won't see that on Instagram it's frankly weird I would love to see it (laughs) as you were talking I was thinking about how I kind of 
do the opposite with Instagram. I feel like you can track the health of my mental capacities by how much I'm on Instagram stories. Like the days where I'm hitting it hard, I am not okay. Like I am, <laughs> I am unhinged. <laughs> Wellness update, not good. <laughs> These 20 stories, not okay. I'm glad that they are so funny. Thank you. That does help me, but like, I'm not okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we I don't are know. the opposite then, because like, okay, here's a here's a truth. I was feeling a little overwhelmed this morning from just the world, and I tried to do like a good morning Instagram story, and I looked like not great, like not mentally sound. You know, I was just like, you could tell I was on the struggle bus, and I was like, I gotta delete this because it's not that everything has to be like upbeat, happy, perfect all the time. But I was like, this is just, <sighs> we're all struggling. <laughs> like you don't need to pop on to Instagram to see me struggle. Like, no, I'll take this down. Maybe later I'll feel better about saying, Hey, and we'll do it then. I know this, but you do your social media. Like yeah, it's you. I do. It's just me. And my assistant, Sydney does the bakehouse social media bakehouse nola so she does that so that takes some off my plate but joy the baker yeah she is me yeah it's you it's you in the stories it's you writing your captions it's you answering your dms yeah absolutely yeah i don't even i mean do i even remember the instagram password to give to someone else no sydney's always like you don't know your passwords i'm like no maybe pass it's either one of 14 things we'll figure it out no, that's, that's real. I'm curious what you're kind of dreaming about in the shower now. Like, do you want to go a little bit further with the bakehouse? I mean, you don't have to tell me if you, what your new idea is, but I just know you're a creative person and I'm wondering what else you're, you're thinking about. Yeah, I, I think about this a lot. I do want to see how far I can take the bakehouse as a business and just as a place of gathering people. I want to see what that can look like. I started doing web classes, like in light of all this pandemic business and life, I started doing web classes that I, I can't believe I haven't done sooner. And I'll actually continue to do once we can all get together again. So that feels like a little bit of growth. We're building out like a merchandise suite for the bakehouse and just like silly things like that. But I also very much look forward. So I turn 39 next month. I very much look forward to my like 10 year from now renaissance as a like, I don't know, maybe I have a bakery. Maybe I have, I don't want a bed and breakfast because I don't want to clean people's sheets, but maybe I have like a flower farm or I, I don't know, but I, I feel like I will leave New Orleans, have a place with space and just a life that I live for my very own self, not for the internet, but still have a way to like connect with people. Maybe I have a shop or a, a bakery or something like that. That's what I think about for my like future self. Are you ready for some hard hitting rapid fire questions? I'm ready. What's the craziest thing you've eaten during the quarantine? The craziest thing I've eaten during quarantine. Oh no. 
Nothing's been too, too crazy, but I did finish a bottle of ranch dressing <laughs> on literally anything I had. And I did start eating Cheetos chips with chopsticks. So that's my journey. Okay, good. That's a real answer. Thank you. I was like, so help me if you say like your weird breakfast bowl with the hard boiled eggs. I wanted no. like a dirty answer. Yeah. What is your favorite bad reality TV show? It's impossible to choose. I love it all so much. It's garbage television. Of course, I love anything on Bravo. I've, I'm a historian of every single Housewife franchise. Don't at me. But I also deeply love the 90 Day Fiancé canon. Before the 90 Days, after the 90 Days, the 90 Days themselves. It is It is so delicious in its like dysfunction. And I think it's just really beautiful. A couple weeks ago at the Bakehouse, a producer for one of the 90 Days shows was at the Bakehouse making biscuits with us. And I was like, wow, workshop canceled. Everyone sit down. We're talking about 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> That's it. Did you tell him that you're like a super fan? Oh, my God. I was like, I was like, stopped me dead in my tracks. I was like, are you guys hiring? <laughs> Give me a clipboard. I'll do anything. <laughs> oh, 90 Day Fiance. Okay. Staying on this topic, if you could pick three celebrities to attend one of your bakehouse classes, who would you pick? Ooh, so like I would choose reality celebrities. I would choose all Real Housewives. I would choose Portia from Real Housewives of Atlanta. I would choose Bethany from New York, although she'd probably take over the workshop and I'd be like, fine. And then Sonia Morgan, obviously. The straw that stirs the drink. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Great answer. Can you imagine what that class would be like? I mean, it would be the volume itself would just be so loud. I would probably be scared. I'd be like in the guest bathroom crying. Like, what did I ask for? (gasps) God, it'd be amazing. It would be so messy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So so sloppy. (laughs) Oh, so drunk. They would be so drunk. Yeah. I would love to watch it. Please live stream it. (laughs) Okay. This is kind of a real question. What's your favorite thing to teach people how to bake? I love to teach people how to make pie from pie crust, like through the entire pie. Cause I, I feel like people are really intimidated by pie, but they have some part of it in their heart because their grandmother or their mom, someone made that has made them a pie. Um, And it feels so unattainable yet. So nostalgic. And so I like to like demystify that. And see people like walk out of this home with a pie in a box is so rewarding for everyone. That is part of your curriculum that I read and absolutely do not ever try. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to learn how to make a pie crust. I'm never going to make this pie crust. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. If you do it here, you've done it. You know, you don't have to do it again. But doing it once here, that counts for something. And I don't let people mess up. That's my only job. I I don't let anyone mess up. I don't let people walk out of here with something that's not right. So you'll succeed, you know? We'll see. (laughs) Last question. You can't explain your answer, but I might allow an explanation. What is your favorite guilty pleasure song? Hmm. In excess, remember? (laughs) What's that song? What is it? (laughs) Did you say in excess? 
Yeah. I-N-X-S. I know the song. Never tear us apart. Yes. That's it. Okay. Fair. Never tear us apart. Man, I really butchered that answer, but we got there. (laughs) Thank you. Both of you. Thank you for thinking of me. I hope it was good. Mostly, I just hope people enjoy it. I think they will. I'm Kim Baldwin, and that's our show. Thanks so much for joining us. To find full show notes, head over to ladyland.show. And if you know a lady that I need to meet, slip into my DMs. You can find me at ladyland underscore podcast on Instagram. This podcast is produced by Mary Catherine Rooker and brought to you by We Own This Town. Logo by Elizabeth Williams. Music by U-Drive. Download anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have a minute, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review Ladyland. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.